Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo. As we are brought in by the fire tones of the Tongans, who we give all deference to. Tama and Tango are in the New Japan Cup America style. Check that out. We'd like to welcome you to another episode of The Outsider's Edge. Once again, you know me. It's your boy, Ray a- Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash, who apparently doesn't know how to introduce himself. Who I do know how to do. do, do I, I, I am going to introduce my other brother, my co-host, Mr. Kyle Morris. And as I learn how to talk again... How you doing, bro? I mean, there's one thing realer than Gorilla, man. And the thing that's real, realer than Gorilla is my hate of fucking Dominic. How Already? fuck Dominic Mysterio really? got a goddamn featured match at SummerSlam. Are you shitting me? Dominic? Really? Man, fuck Dominic. You, you can't tell me hi? You, you got to go there first? Yeah, hi, how you doing? Thank you. Proceed. Fuck Dominic. <laughs> Some bullshit. And, and not only is he getting the match, how the fuck is Dominic Mysterio's match the most detailed story other than Braun and the Fiend? You he doesn't even know if he can go. He can swing the hell, he can swing the hell out of the candlestick, I tell you that. You know what? The only thing I'm going to give him credit for, the only thing I'm going to give Dominic Guerrero credit for is I will never begrudge anyone for getting some Vince McMahon money, especially a person of color, because as many black and brown people need to get that Vince McMahon money as humanly possible. Take all them checks. Word to Jalen Rose. Keep getting them checks, bro. Well, but he just started getting them checks. Speaking of that, Ray resigned today. I mean, you know, again, cash them checks. But seriously, Dominic Guerrero, you should call your mama. Vicky, Vicky's clearly not doing okay. Well, see, that's the thing. Vicky was not his real mama, was it? No, Vicky's not his real mama. Eddie's his dad and whoever's his mom. Yeah, but, okay. like, no, 
but like Vicky's also his mom because he's a Guerrero. So like it's a great segue into talking he, about he, he ain't grew up with her. He ain't grew up with that woman. Man, semantics. <laughs> semantics. Call your mama, Dominic. She not okay. If she was okay, she wouldn't be working at AEW. You're right, but look here. Whether we're talking in- checks. Well, that's damn sure. Well, if we're talking kayfabe in real life, she got Nyla by her side. She okay. She yeah, ain't got Nyla break bitches. Although, Nyla although, break. although, I have like a wrestling-related gripe re- revolving the Nyla Vicky situation, and it specifically relates to the first round of the women's tag tournament. Oh, so what we about, by the way. So I watched the first round matchup between. Nyla and Ariane Andrews versus Tay Conti and um, oh yes, um, Cameron was the fucking hot tag. Cameron was the big hot shit. They made Nyla Rose the face in peril during this match. So Nyla was the Ricky Morton. Yeah. Yeah. They made Cameron the hot tag. And then karma being what it is, though. Karma being what it is, though. If you're going to make Cameron the hot tag, your team going to lose. So <laughs> well, karma being what it is, her team lost. For keeping it a buck, Arian could be Cameron, Arian, whatever her name is. Could be the hot tag. Could be the face of peril. She could be the ref. The match going to be trash. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. I, look, I, that we're, this show we're going to be accused of a lot of hating today. I don't need to do any unnecessary hating. I don't like her. I look again. I have no problem with her personally. She seems like she's a cool person. She gets money, even though she's not relevant in any form of fashion wrestling wise. She's just the worst female wrestler I think of this generation. So and my and, and the reason the reason I brought that criticism up is because Nyla Rose is supposed to be a dominant badass. Her exact line was, "I break bitches." Dope line, by the way. Dope ass fucking line. So if your entire thing is "I break bitches" and I'm that badass, and you're the legitimate monster in the match just in terms of size how the fuck you to peril how the fuck are you the desperate one i don't i don't like how they've treated and this i guess we can get into it i don't like how they treated nyla ever since she lost to sheeta and again i don't mind her losing to sheeta but and and riho while we're at it i don't mind her losing right in terms of titles because it happens every every hoss loses eventually i don't mind that right Right. But I don't like the story arcs they've given her because Kong isn't there regularly. So she was the big bully on the block. Yes, the big bully needs to be humbled from time to time. But they had her wander aimlessly and seem to need a manager, which she doesn't because neither can talk. Neither probably a better talker than in-ring wrestler because she's still fairly green. Right? She's mm-hmm. ridiculously talented to not be doing it as long as her contemporaries have been right, but she still has growing to go. Absolutely. But she she can talk. She's one of the people they put on the media run to well, talk. For and the again, couple. we just said it a little while ago. I break bitches 
is a so great fucking line. That yes. is so good. Yes. So good. And now you throw her in this thrown away in the corner. We're doing it because we got to fill the quota. Uh, you know, affirmative action as tag tournament. Like, why is she in the tournament? Shouldn't no, she no, be a consistent be singles person? Well, not not so much even why is she in the tournament. Why the fuck did you throw one of your biggest people in the tournament only to have her lose in the first round? Well, so see, if they go, I can answer that. If they go with the story, which AEW doesn't do for their women, we'll talk about that. They go with the story of she is sick of Cameron because Cameron's trash, and then proceeds to destroy Cameron and go back on her path of rampage. I can get with that because yeah, everybody she did needs jumping off. Did lay Cameron out after the match. Everybody needs jumping off point at some point or, or another. The question is, will it be sustained? And what happens next is all in the follow up. But to the bigger point, which I guess we can jump into it officially now. We are here today primarily to talk AEW and the women's division or their lack of a women's division. Um, we're going to try to be a little bit on it in our last episode, just a little bit. Oh, but Brandy Rose made sure we talked about it today. She did. She did. But I want to reiterate. I want to reiterate some of our objection and anger. So that people don't get twisted where we're coming from. Yes. Our primary objection is not that the women are getting this spotlight on the YouTube channel. We're cool with the women getting a spotlight. We're cool with them doing all those matches as like mini productions on the YouTube channel to a certain extent. Like... We're cool with them building that within a narrative and giving them their own thing. That's awesome. That's great. We're here for that. Why the fuck can't those matches be on Dynamite? You spent a month building up this tournament, talking about how you were going to have this wild card style tag team tournament. And you were going to bring all these women in. And you brought all these women in. And you put all this shit together. Why the fuck is this not on your only televised show? Let that sit for a minute. Why? Let it sit for a minute. Let the people get some dead air for a second. Like, because the thing is, we want that to be on the show. Even if it's a little bit of a disaster in the beginning because they're figuring it out. Because, like, how the fuck else are you ever going to get these women over? How? Britt Baker and Big Swole are getting over because you give them fucking TV time. A story. And an, yeah, and an actual story. And some shit to like sink your teeth into. And the craziest part of that shit is Britt's fucking injured. <laughs> That's the best part about it. She can't even wrestle. She can't even <laughs> wrestle right now. But, like, they're, they're not giving enough of their women the opportunity to be on Dynamite. And then you wonder why so many of these women aren't where the company wants them to be in terms of being over as performers. 
Because the thing is, as great as the YouTube channel is, there's a portion of the fan base that is never going to watch that. Yeah, and absolutely. Not, and it's just not going to reach them. Well, and more importantly, if you don't even acknowledge it on the TV show, it's not even canon. Yeah, like it's one thing to have your shit happening off screen, but like at least show me a highlight package. Talk about, oh, round one of the, um, they're calling, I want to say they're calling it the Aces Wild. Oh, the Deadly Games or Deadly, Deadly Draw, the Deadly Draw. Deadly Draw, boom, boom, there we go, the Deadly Draw. Um, tag Team Tournament is underway uh, in round one action. We had the Nightmare Sisters go over in their match. We had... Which this, by the way, this was all the conduit for Brandy and Allie to have their storyline. And by the way, you want to talk about trash? Like, Cameron, Cameron trash, yes. But, like, that Nightmare Sisters match was trash. Yeah, Allie but at least... Can only but, ca- Allie can only carry Brandy so far. You're right. I give Cameron more credit, though, because Cameron actually trained at a facility for years and was still garbage. Brandy's never really been a full-time trained wrestler. She trains. I mean, like, she ain't spent two, three years at a developmental facility doing nothing but training. Cameron has. But, yes, please continue. No, like, it's just, that match was trash, and, like, Brandy... Brandy is the worst kind of toxic because like well, don't get there somebody, yet. Don't get there yet. Don't get there. For somebody yet. who makes all her fucking money on wrestling, she doesn't even take wrestling seriously in the kind of way that's off-putting, which is really surprising considering who her husband is. Oh yeah, Mister, I breathe, I, I breathe and bleed wrestling. Yeah, that's 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 a good. But again, a lot of uh, so we have to be careful. I have to be careful particularly because. You know, we're in a world now where people take criticism <coughs> as attacks. And I'm not trying to attack Brandy, but I've made no bones. I don't care one bit about that woman. I don't like the way she acts. I don't like her attitude. I don't like, I don't think she's good at either of her jobs. Um, I wish her no ill will. But with what's happened in the past, in the past day or so, and the ridiculous gate... Gay, gatekeeping and goalpost moving of of coming to her defense even though she put herself in a negative situation and so on and so forth. We'll get there. I gotta be careful how I say this, but I was always skeptical of Brandy in general because I have no doubt she loves Cody. They have a real relationship. I don't think none of that's fake. Just like I don't think Hunter and Stephanie's relationship is fake. Like that's real love there, I think. They're a real couple. But Brandy, and again, this is going to sound blasphemous, and I apologize for it sounding blasphemous, though. But, yeah, she's a woman of color, and all that. She's a woman. She's a woman of color, which puts you behind the eight ball far as hell. But she hasn't had to really work for much since she got that Rose last name in the wrestling industry, only the wrestling industry. What I mean by that is, yes, she has degrees and i think a master's degree in broadcast journalism or some type of form of journalism right like they're both smart as fuck like what what, what i mean is though other than like doing tv journalism she's never done anything with tv journalism i like working at a news station she hasn't really used it to the point where she is credible enough 
to be the chief brand officer of a million-dollar corporation. The only reason she got that job is because her last name is Rhodes. That, and, and, like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying she can't do the job, but tell me what she's done to earn that. Well, and, I mean, the proof is also in the pudding. Like, the, I'm, I, I'll give the company credit. I'm going to give them credit in terms of the ratings for the show have it's been killing. going up. Like, yeah. the show is killing. And they've really hit a stride creatively. Which is, I think, why the show is killing. But, like, Brandy doesn't have anything to do with that part. As a no. branding officer, her job is growing the brand of the company. And, and like, yes. Yeah. And so, like, what, what, what she, uh, what's she done to, uh, can- Lately. Can, I, can I put a pause on this because I feel like we're jumping about and I really want to spend significant time on both of these subjects because we really got to talk to Brandy subject but I really want to get into the crux of the women's division and kind of the ills of that women's division um, every and I think of there of 24 dynamites this year I want to say of the numbers there have been 22 have had there no one there's never been a main event women's segment correct now, in the history of the show. Has Correct. There have only been two shows that have had more than one women's match, and that second match was a squash. Correct. This past week, the women got five minutes on a Dynamite show. Of, that's two hours, right? The Dynamite show that brought that had Zach Wright, Matt Cardona, sorry, I, I'm used to calling them by, the, by their slave name, I guess, quote-unquote. Matt Cardona's debut, and 12-man tag with all of the faceless members of the Dark Order, and Eric Bischoff's return to do a, you guessed it, debate segment with Jericho and Orange Cassidy. But we don't got time to mention that there was the Deadly Draw Tournament on, on YouTube Monday, right? But oh, but we got Dark on YouTube, and they wrestle on there. Who watches it? Who watches it? And look, I, I'm not dissing Dark. I'm not dissing Dark. But the thing you have to remember about YouTube is you cannot equate YouTube numbers to television numbers because television numbers only work for the night that they are shown. Right now, we can go look at a YouTube video and it could have 13 million views. That's an accumulated number. So, yes, the numbers are going to look good eventually on these dark videos and all these YouTube shows that are live, right? But what did they do at the time? What did they do in that time slot? They don't do good numbers. They just don't, because you can watch it whenever you want. There's there's no urgency for it. And if you're not even making the show necessary to watch on your main show, if you're not saying hooking people on Dynamite, which almost a million people watch this week, if you're not hooking them on the main show that people pay to watch, you have to have a television account to watch Dynamite. They're paying to watch Dynamite. If you are not hooking them on that to watch these secondary shows that they have to go out of their way to go find, they will not watch them. And in, in turn, they will not care. It is simple sense. But am, 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 I, am I crazy for realizing this? No, I mean, that's straight up facts. That's why I'm pissed that, like, the entire tournament is on YouTube. And, like, Nyla Rose took to Twitter to defend it, and she wanted to bring up the fact that they've got their own show, and that's a huge deal. And again, that is great. 
That is awesome. I'm glad that you've got that kind of a platform. I want more people to watch it. I want more people to care about it. And the way that more people watch and care about it is you put that shit on your main show that had 900,000 viewers uh, live. If 900,000 is a live number, that means that after you factor in DVRs and shit, they probably had over a million people watch the fucking show. Which yes. means to say, why can't over a million people know that you've got a tag tournament going on on your YouTube show? Why isn't it even being mentioned? And let me let me run through a couple of these bullshit excuses. Because this is what's driving me crazy. I got no issue. But if you just flat out say, I don't care. That's fine. I can't make you care about something. That's not my job to do in life. I have a life. It's not my job to make you care about what I want you to care about. So, cool. The issue is when you try to feed me bullshit and tell me it's real. Don't do that. So, number one, we understand that COVID has really put every wrestling company in the crunch. Every company, but especially wrestling company in the crunch, right? There are a ton of talent that are either injured or out of the country right now that can't get back. B. Priestley being one, Reho's another. There's a few, right? So, oh man, but the but the division isn't so good. All right. So. I get they don't have people. Cody Rose just did every week a TNT tournament, a TNT title match with every person coming up except for Sonny. They were a a indie wrestler. They even signed Ricky Starks from it, right? And Eddie Kingston, I'm sorry, they signed him too just recently. So you very clearly have no problem using unsigned talent, Nicole Savoy. Well, I mean, Diamante, they put a big thing on, like, they signed her, but, like, they put a big thing, they made a whole story out of that. Yep, so that's number one. Number two, and I want to read this to you, because I I texted this to you earlier, but even pre-COVID, they just didn't, they didn't use the women at all. But a lot of the arguments are, but they don't have enough women, or they don't have enough women ready for television. And all out... They had the Casino Battle Royal, right? This is when Ny- when, when Nyla won, right? Um, and Nyla finally got the title shot, right? I'm gonna name uh, I'm gonna name this list of women, and all of these women. There were 21 women in the Battle Royal. I'm gonna name all the women that were in this Battle Royal that AEW did not sign, but were used. Okay, Shalandra Royal, Fabi Apache, Priscilla Kelly. That's a name you know. Shaza McKenzie, another name we all know. I do not remember if Sadie Gibbs is signed or not, but I'm going to say I think she is. But Tanil Dashwood, that's a name we know. Eva Lise, I don't know if she got signed recently, but she hasn't been signed to this point. Nicole Savoy, who I think is the consensus best woman not signed to any company right now. Like a 17,000-time stardom champion. It's ridiculous. Till Piper, Roddy's daughter. You want to develop people. That's a hell of a developmental person. ODB. Jazz. And the, the biggest miss of all of them, the, the Joker. If you watch AEW and you've watched the Casino Battle Royals, you know the Joker is like the big thing, right? Hangman was the Joker in the first Casino Battle Royals. Casino Battle Royal. That is like the big person. Mercedes Martinez? 
You missed that? Yeah. Deanna Perrazzo just signed to Impact? You missed that? She won the title in her second match. You, so maybe third. I don't know. I watch your pack. I don't give a fuck. I mean, you missed that? But I mean, y'all don't got Rose, women? Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie are still in Impact. I'm just saying. Kelly Klein's a free agent right now. I'm just saying. Like, is Kelly, Kelly Hensley, by the way? You can go get her right now because NWA ain't doing nothing. Facts. Is Kelly healthy, by the way? Oh, shit. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> After that Joy Mercury nonsense, I have no idea what Kelly's doing, to be honest with you. But you signed Brian Cage for three months and he wasn't healthy? Don't, don't, no. Don't set this precedence and then you all of a sudden, but you know it don't work now. That, and that's the biggest issue. The only reason we got beef with this is because y'all told us the day you started the company, oh, men and women are equal here. Equal pay. We're gonna give every division important. Brandy gave the big spiel about how she she scoured the world for the best women in the in the business and all this. And we were told trust the process. You don't know Riho. Give it time. And then Riho had to have a match with Sheeta. That Sheeta had to go on Twitter to explain the ten year relationship or however long it was for people to care. Like it's you just don't care. And then you keep trying to tell us to wait. How long are we supposed to wait? When is enough? Uh, facts. Like, don't dangle the carrot but for so long and expect us to still be excited when you finally give that big payoff. Like, eventually we're going to lose interest. We're not going to care anymore. I mean, look... Here's the, so here's the question. You watch AW consistently more than me. But you're also a, a women's wrestling fan like I am. So I don't know if the, you're the fair person to ask this question. But over the past two days on Twitter, wrestling forums worldwide, there has been a massive conversation about the women's division for AW. And a lot of people are sticking up for the fact that the division sucks. Dave Meltzer being one of them, and the Dave, main... Fuck Uncle Dave. Look, yes. Yes. The, the, the main point he's trying to make is, well, none of them are good, and this is like, you don't believe me, I'll read the goddamn message. So don't, don't come at me with this bullshit. The, the basic consensus of his point is, well, none of them are really good enough to be there anyway, and I, plus I'd rather see the guys that they have that aren't being touched. I'd rather see Ray Phoenix or Scorpio Sky than any other women you could possibly put in that, that spot. Wasn't really, no, that wasn't really the crux of the argument. He said it. He said it. The crux of the argument. Oh, well, the fans don't care about them anyway. Oh, yeah, you're right. I, I, you know, I, I tried what about it. My bad. I know you tried to, try to be political diplomatic. about yeah. Diplomatic. There we go. You try to be diplomatic about it, but just call it what it is. Uncle Dave insinuated that the fans don't give a fuck about the women like they do about the shitty men. Oh, but I told you about Newton Nicole Savoy a year ago. Why she ain't signed, bruh? And, but his exact words were like, oh, well, would you rather watch... You mean to tell me you'd rather watch Savoy or Big Swole or... Um, one of the or Nyla or one of the women, then Kaz and Scorpio Sky and blah blah blah. 
The fact is they can't do the numbers. Bro, look. So, Dude, if first, I could make a... Yeah, go, no, no, please, please. Well, just like, first of all, this just shows... First of all, it shows a side of Dave that we call out all the fucking time, but people still stand for this man. I don't understand how people still stand for this fucking man, but he's a sexist, homophobic douche. And, he, and we pay, and people pay him to ninety nine a month to hear him say the shit. But yes, yeah. So like, that's the first part of it. But the second part of it is like, he is straight up saying that people don't care about women's wrestling in an era in an era where people are so desperate for content, desperate for content. AEW threw nine hundred thousand viewers last week. They can get away with a lot right now. The fool literally said, "If you if you don't like it, go watch Stardom." Like, so if you don't like the country, go leave. That's what that's basically what he's saying. But but and it's and that's such a bullshit like comparison to even give somebody because where let's talk accessibility. Let's talk accessibility. TNT is in how many million homes just via cable subscription? Like one point five. Yeah, like the twenty four million homes via cable subscription. Not including people who get TV via Hulu and YouTube and all of the streaming services, because any streaming service that provides live TV, TNT is part of that package. So TNT is in like a third of the homes in this country. Already there. Just there. How the fuck are you going to get started? If you're not deep in the wrestling Verse, if you're not deep in the IWC, how do you even know what the fuck stardom is? Much less that it's something that you should be checking out. You don't. Or how to find it. You don't know nothing about Joshi. Joshi, isn't that that, the green dinosaur that Mario used to ride? Exactly. So, like, it's such a bullshit argument. Because there's no actual comparison there. Yeah, it's 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 disgusting, and I'm I'm really disappointed by what I've seen today because so many people are just look. I get it, I get it. We've turned into a, this has turned into more of a tribal war than a wrestling war. Whereas I rock with my side regardless, you rock with your side regardless, and it's gotten ridiculous. And I, I acknowledge it. I, I see it. But like the one thing that I thought we all would do is we would all stick up for what was right in certain situations. Like when Sasha got dragged that day, we all stuck up for her. When Alexa got unnecessarily dragged. When Peyton Royce got dragged by Meltzer last year at the same time, we all stuck up, stuck up for her. So I thought we, as a, as a culture, could at least say, look, this is a moment where we all got to stand up and say do better. But no, a, a good crux of AEW's core fans, which happened to be male, which is just a fact. I'm like, no, don't change my AW. I like it the way it is. It ain't good because they ain't good enough. Well, why aren't they good enough? You think maybe they could use some more TV time? Some seasoning. Y'all don't do house shows, so how are they supposed to get better? Yeah. Who's giving them reps? Oh, boy. Um, By the way, as an, as a joke, but as a, and aside in the same breath, um, I hate the demo talk. But 
this is the first day demos relevant because the head of Warner Media got fired today or or stepped stepped down, which is like corporate speak for got fired. And he's the guy. Well, I think it's two of them, but like one of the main guys is the guy that was over TNT and all of the Turner's channels and specifically brought on AEW. So I'm not saying AEW is on the hook because they got a four year contract and their numbers are killing. But yeah. Those yeah. demos matter right now. <laughs> Big time. Big time. Um, I, but I just, I, I, I just, it just took me two seconds to look up that all-out card and look at all those women in the Casino Battle Royal and debunk these arguments of there's not enough women out there, they don't have enough women. You've had enough, and you're in... Ta- there are four women right now in the tag tournament that aren't signed by you. Don't miss me with all this nonsense. You don't have them? But then in the same vein, then in the same vein, they're trying to launch this heels shit and oh, trying God. to con women into paying money for like, for what? For what? To video chat with Brandy? So hold on. So look, I am all for fan clubs. They're a nice way for a person to engage with their favorite performer or artist or even the group I, that's fine but the purpose of those fan clubs is to get extra access right mm-hmm. the purpose of AEW hills and if you if you want kyle i can give you read you the actual purpose statement of the actual entity or whatever you know but, brother rance i don't necessarily need you to read it but i think for the benefit of our listeners we should present them with the official spin of its purpose. Will you uh, vamp for me for a second while I pull it up? Sure. Like, the, the bigger issue behind it isn't even so much that it exists. The bigger issue is, we've said this a lot over the recent weeks, read the fucking room. We are in the middle of a pandemic. People are have lost their jobs. People have lost their lives. People can't afford to pay rent. And you are starting a $50 a month fan club? Is it a month or is it a year? It's 50, it's 50, it's 50 a year, but you have to pay the 50 up front. There's no monthly payment. Okay, okay. So it's 50 up front. But even so, even so, you're paying you're you're starting a fifty dollar fan club at a time when people like aren't sure that they're gonna be food secure. Like, read the room, boo. Now so, is not the time. This this is and this is on AEW's website. AEW Hills about AEW Hills. AEW Hills is a new community for women who love wrestling. The female forward movement led by Brandy Rhodes and the stars of AEW's women's division, is designed to celebrate and inspire our female fans around the world. AEW Hills is dedicated to making this the best time ever to be a female wrestling fan. Be who you are and come as you are, because we're all going to change, we're all going to come together as a community to change the world. AEW Hills is supposed to be a safe, inclusive space for women's wrestling fans to be fans. Okay? Now, that's cool. But when you start making your fans, and especially a demographic, particular demographic, pay money to have an inclusive space. 
especially women. This is the pink tax phenomenon. Yeah, basically. For those of you that don't know what that is, for those of you that don't know what the pink tax is, it's this concept that companies will market two of the exact same product, but they'll paint one pink and call it for women and then charge $3 more for it. Which is a real thing. Look it up. It's a very real thing. Um, it's, it's, you're, you're basically telling your, your female fans that, hey, uh, everybody's, everybody's the same fan except for women who got to do this extra if you want to have an inclusive space. Like, and then one conversation that I'd love to have with you that I didn't think of is what about non-binary? What about genderqueer people? What about trans women? What about trans women? And a trans woman is like your main person working on this with Randy, Nyla. Like, when you talk inclusivity, you have to talk about this and mention these things and bring them to the forefront. So the reason the $50 was so egregious is you're charging fans in a pandemic to pay for inclusivity and the only perks were... A Zoom meeting with Brandy over to talk about social networking, social media strategizing. She deleted her Twitter Twitter account the next day, so clearly that was a that was a lie. Um, Stella K, who's like an awesome makeup artist, is going to give you like they're all like girly girl tropes. Like I know plenty which of women brings, who don't give a fuck about makeup. Which brings two things to mind here for me. One of them brings back my earlier criticisms with in regards to Brandy and something that you brought up. You know, you bring up the comparison to Hunter and Steph. And I think one of the main differences between Cody and Brandy and Hunter and Steph is Hunter and Steph both love wrestling. Eat, sleep, breathe, wrestling. That is their shit. They wake up in the morning thinking about wrestling they do wrestling during the day. They work out at night thinking about wrestling. And they dream of wrestling in their sleep. That is their life. That is Cody Rhodes. Cody eats, sleeps, and breathes wrestling. Brandy, married a wrestler, is cool with wrestling, is interested in it in a fetishy sort of way, but she not about this life. Doesn't seem like it. Does not seem like it at all. And and when I say about this life, the reason that matters is because she's chief brand officer for the company, and she's trying to create like fan spaces and things like that for an industry that she's not really about. And give her credit for the Culture City thing with the people who um, I I don't know how to say it correctly, but I know that she did it where for the people who need the headphones. Mm-hmm. Like she, she, she brokered that deal. That's a great deal. Give her credit for the good things too. Oh yeah, no, like I'm not, I'm not. Again, I'm not saying she's a terrible person. I'm saying like where problems, where problems occur, is that she's not really a member of the community that she's trying to cater to, and because she's not a part of it, she's got a dissonance that she doesn't know how to deal with. And so when she comes up against valid criticism, instead of being able to respond to valid criticism, first she doubles down and says some shit that's even more insensitive. Mm -hmm. 
And then she just wholesale deletes her shit. And, you know, the conversation between people don't like to have it because, you know, the joke was always that Cody, we, we, me, you and I joke all the time that Hunter is Dusty's favorite son. And that's that's a, a foul joke, but it's a joke nonetheless. Right. And we know we, facts are Dusty loved Hunter with all his heart. Um, anybody will tell you that Cody will tell you that. Um, but the conversations are so similar because EVP, EVP run the company, EVP, EVP on the company, right? The difference between Steph and Brandy, though, and yes, Steph is the golden goose. And they both have communications degrees. They both have communications degrees. And I know a lot of people will grow their eyes at this, but the, we're talking facts. Steph never had probably had to work for a job in, in that company ever, but she did everything. She started off as a kid modeling for the magazine. She built the rings. She did um, she did uh, timekeeping, right? She's done every... Steph and Shane have done... by the Undertaker. Yes. Steph and Shane have done every single job there is to do in that company at different points. So when you... When, and yes, again, they didn't have to. So they're still there because they want to be, right? Shane Lepton was the CEO of a very profitable company and came back. They do this because they love it, and they've earned it to an extent because they've done everything. Literally, and I'm, I'm, I promise you I'm not exaggerating. Brandy started as an announcer, took a few bumps because everybody got to learn how to bump at some point in that company, right? Especially if you're able-bodied. Never wrestled, did ring announcing. Left the company, did some indie shows, and then some chief brand officer. Like, what are we doing? Steph, Stephanie McMahon is what is she? Forty five, mm, something like that. Yeah, right. She got made chief brand officer what four or five years ago? Maybe six. Officially, she started her first job in in WWE when she was ten. Yeah, and so like, yeah, and so again, what en- what it ends up meaning is it means that like, Brandy is not a diehard wrestling person, and I, just, I don't mean to, and I don't mean that to say that she hates wrestling. I don't think she's Brock Lesnar. I don't. I don't think she's Brock Lesnar. I don't think she's somebody who's just really, really good at something that they don't necessarily like, but they're like, fuck it. I'm really good at this, and I can make a lot of money. So, like, I can deal with it. But, like, I think Brandy actually does like the business, but I think she's still such an outsider that she doesn't understand it at all. And it, it makes her very tone deaf. Is that is that all her fault? And what I mean what I mean is, you know, there are pockets. Of- big, large pockets, swaths almost, of fans that will kiss ass for any reason because you're you. And AEW's fans, and yes, I'll be fair, WWE's fans as well, will stick up for their people in their company regardless of what you say. Even in the... Brandy called a woman... Brent, in a, in a comparison, in a in legitimate um, conversation... Someone responded to Brandy with, with the 
re- you read the whole entire Twitter line. Was reasonable. Uh, with she wasn't the person wasn't cussing the brandy out or talking negative. Had reasonable issues with the AEW Hill thing and the dynamite and the women's division on dynamite and the tag division, and brought that to Brandy. And Brandy responded to her and said, "She's just she's barking like a dog." She's tired of people barking like a dog at her with all these this nonsense, and she's rolling her eyes and like that's the chief brand officer of a million dollar company. This is how you respond on Twitter. But if any other CBO did this, wouldn't they at least be called into the board? Well, definitely for sure. But not just deleted her Twitter. Before she deleted her Twitter, she basically insinuated that a lot of Female fans don't care about women's wrestling. Either she has, either she really has the worst hand to mouth syndrome ever, or she, or she's just tone deaf or does not give a fuck. I think it's the third. I don't think she gives a fuck because that's a dumb thing to say. It just doesn't make it just doesn't make any sense because I'm just like, wait a minute, aren't you a female fan who decided to? learn how to do it because you were like fuck it if I'm gonna be in the industry I'm gonna learn what to do this isn't about women's wrestling this is about female wrestling fans it's just the same thing same fucking thing we're neck and neck this isn't about Generation X but this is about Shawn Michaels what's different now, now the better thing to say would be women's wrestling fans care about more than just women's wrestling that's an actual defendable reasonable argument yes women's fans do care about more than just women's wrestling but you know what they also care about women's fucking wrestling can i read this to you this is the this is flyer that kind of set everything off First event for members of AEW's Hill, AEW Hills Club, Friday, August the 7th. Oh, that was supposed to be today. Ah! Join Brandy Rose on Friday, August the 7th for the first event on the new AEW Hills community platform. So, essentially, it's a Discord. It's like a Discord server, which is a private, inclusive space. Okay? Included as a part of the annual paid subscription of $49. This virtual event will feature a Q&A session with Aubrey Edwards. That's the ref. Head ref at that. All respect to the head ref. Yeah, she's a good referee. <sighs> SpongeBob meme. Respect include Bryce Rimberg is a good ref. Aubrey has her moments. Respect, inclusion, and empowerment in the workplace with Keisha Ann Gray. If you don't know who that is, she is uh like she works for the Jaguars. Think she's like their uh their uh, legal advisor for the Jaguars. Um, social media strategizing with Brandy. Your social media strategizing with the person who deleted their Twitter because they got like some backlash. Wonderful, and more. Um, oh, and so when Friday, August the seventh at eight p.m. Eastern time, logging in time at the seven p.m. seven thirty p.m. AllEliteHills.com. Um, the uh, fine print. Annual membership includes access to AE- AEW Hills events, virtual meet and greets, special promotions, themed parties, and more. 
This, this sentence is important, okay? The secure space, there's that word again, secure space, also enables AEW Hills members to connect, learn, and thrive together through shared passions for women's wrestling. So this isn't about women's wrestling, but in the flyer it says it's about women's wrestling. Duplicity. Talking out of both sides of your mouth again. And you know what? We give this hate to Brandy or this criticism to Brandy. But Kenny Omega can get this hate too because ain't you booking the division? Well, and not just Kenny. Like, a lot of people can get this work because responsible corporate is having layers of people who speak up when a decision is questionable. Like, at, this is one of the disadvantages to being as small an operation as they're running because somebody, somebody along the chain should have looked at that and should have looked at the room and was just like, you know what? Room's not ready for this right now. Let's, uh, we're just going to put this over there. Yeah, let's, let's put this over there for right now. Maybe we'll dust it off later. Maybe we'll dust it off later. But for right now, we're just gonna we're gonna shelve this. Like Brandy never should have been in a position to put her foot in her mouth like this. Because, like, as chief, obviously she's supposed to be that person who looks at it and is like, you know what? Maybe now's not the time. <laughs> but she can't she can't do that when you're the person. Pitching the story and the idea. You're right. You're right. Which is like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the problem. Is somebody else along the chain should have said something sooner. Because, like, I'm sure the reason she deleted her Twitter had a lot more to do with that than anything else. Like, like we put out a flat. We put out a flyer talking about we're creating a community for women's wrestling fans centered around women's wrestling, and you just said that women's wrestling fans don't care about women's wrestling. We can't have these two things together in the ether. Wait, wait, wait. Please say that again, because that is the funniest (laughs) thing we've said on the show in a long time. Please rationalize that for me one more time. So, yeah, like, hey, Brandy. So, like, we put out this statement as a company where we talked about how we're going to create a safe space for women's wrestling fans centered around women's wrestling. Uh And, like, you just tweeted out this statement that said that women's wrestling fans don't care about women's wrestling. Uh And we can't really have both of those things in the ether all at once. Why? What's the problem? Well, you see how you see how this message here said for women's wrestling and around women's wrestling. But I said AEW and it has heels on the logo. Honey, that's just a picture of your shoes. <laughs> and why do you got to be fierce? And their fears, don't get me wrong, because, like, I'll never disrespect Brandy's style game. It is fierce. Oh, no, she, yeah, she kills it. She kills in that regard. Um, can I tell you another arc of mine uh, revol- rev- revolving around this entire situation? Yeah. So what is one of the most criticized aspects of WWE, not creative-wise, just television-wise? 
Are we talking? I mean, if we're still talking about women, we talk about that how was, they cannot play that multiple was, women. Well, teams. that's a fact. That's a nobody can do that, but Impact apparently impacted in, in NXT for real. So, but no, um, not not the women. Just I. Well, okay, I'll tell it for you. I was hoping that would have been wonderful synergy to have live. <laughs> but no, the tag division. Oh yeah, the, the tag division, right? Yeah. One of the things that AEW has been lauded for is that the Bucks, Tony Khan, and everybody involved have made a concerted effort to make the tag division a highlight of the, not the show, the company, right? Yeah. Best tag division in the entire world, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This week's Dynamite, your regular watcher, is Tag Team Appreciation Night, right? Yeah. We got a tag title match, I believe. Um, we got multiple tag matches. Ricky and Ricky and Robert are going to be there. The Rock and Roll Express. Arn and Tully are going to hands for a day. I'm hoping because it's Tag Team Appreciation Night, and I just think this is the perfect opportunity. I'm hoping this is the night that Hangman finally turns on Kenny. It'll be FTR first, but that will be perfect. But it'll be FTR before anything. Yeah. But but so right, that's cool, right? So you're telling me that you can start a division from scratch and put effort into it? I mean, apparently, but not if they're women. Your witness, your witness. I mean, don't let me be a lawyer, bro, because I I would be embarrassing motherfuckers and just walk off. Like your turn, bro. It just don't make no sense. I mean, so much about everything that has been going on doesn't make any sense like that's the whole the, the whole point and also like you just you cannot be an executive of a company if you can't take criticism no and if, if for for nothing else for nothing else you have to laud the WWE people if nothing else for the fact that with the exception of like very rare moments, like Seth went off and Corbin's done it a few times, they by and large take this shit in stride and they get lit the fuck up every damn day. Like you ain't never heard Hunter just go off on people and say fuck y'all or y'all, you know what I'm saying? In character, sure. But like on Twitter or in interviews, no. Or Vince or, or Steph or even 99% of the wrestlers. Like, so to hear... And it's not just Brandy. Kenny's had his moments. Cody's had his moments. The Bucks ran off of Twitter because they got tired of not living in an echo chamber anymore. And Tony Khan responds to everybody. Like, what are you? This is that's the that's 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 the entire roundtable, isn't it? Am I missing somebody? It's because it's because the fans live rent free inside their heads. Well, look, rents do, bro. <laughs> After this week. <laughs> Rent. That's facts. That's facts. Those uh, those protections are those protections are expiring, even though they shouldn't be. This is the the thing that really let me know this is real. Like that, there is a real backlash on this company. Is I'm gonna say his name only because he's a well known person. But Jonathan Snowden, Houstonian by the way, is a writer for Bleacher Report. Jonathan Snowden is one of the biggest AEW fans on the net, right? Mm-hmm. He has been tearing them a new asshole because it's just egregious at this point. 
because they made all these ridiculous campaign promises like they were running for, for office just because they wanted people to get talking and forgot people got memories. Mm-hmm. And uh, you up to any part. You've held up to a few parts of the bargain. You've held to the fact that you got a TV show at a very good time. Give it credit to all that. You've you've lived up to the fact that you're assigning top tier talent. You've done that for the most part, right? For all that you could, for what you could do, you've held up the your, the fact that you have, to your credit, put on a lot of under unsigned or underutilized talent. You're kind of falling by that wayside with signing Brody and Cardona and a lot of these guys, but still, Darby, MJF, Jungle Boy, you did your thing. Give you credit, right? Uh, but then, you know, I'm still trying to hear the equal pay conversation that apparently wasn't equal pay. I still want to know what y'all doing for for uh, as far as um, insurance, because you made a big deal to point that out. Cody has talked multiple times about how he hates he ever said half the stuff he said, how he talked trash about the 24-7 title, but it looks but that looks better than the TNT title. How he talked trash about Bailey said that Bailey is a fake wannabe version of Kylie Ray, and Kylie left the company a month later. And Bailey is the biggest woman star in the company in the business right now. Like, what to well, mouth with yeah. these people? And the bigger thing with all of that is like, you went out of your way to say shit that nobody had asked you about. You made all of these promises and guarantees about things that nobody had asked you about nobody had questioned it nobody was like trying to hold your feet to the fire about it you said these things because you wanted to get this like support reaction and you wanted to be seen as the woke progressive company but now you've made a whole bunch of promises and wrote a whole bunch of checks that you have not cashed and you know i think people would be willing to give them more leeway if they were on the hook for this t- TV deal, right? But very quickly, first and foremost, you're killing NXT almost every week. Yeah, to the point where it's like not even really a discussion anymore. No, and and there's a discussion whether it's what show is it may like better or what what may be stylistically better. But the people are watching AEW more. That's just facts. Yeah. yeah. Right. So very clearly, you have the interest. You immediately, I don't say immediately, it was like three months in, immediately got a four-year extension and a second show, right? So very clearly you're doing well enough, but that tells people that now that you're doing well enough, now that you got this, you kind of got it figured out a bit, you don't have these leeways anymore. There's expectations now. Live up to them. And they're not. They're doing a good job in so many Ways they have made Orange Cassidy a viable star. I don't get it. Don't understand his promo in the debate. Amazing, awesome. Yes, hilariously amazing. Great for those that didn't hear it. Like basically, he turned all of the negative about his gimmick against Jericho, and was just like, just think about it. You lose. You're going to lose to the dude who's always got his hands in his pockets and doesn't care and just rolls around. And what does that say about the mighty Chris Jericho? 
Man, look, I I I go so I go so back and forth with Chris. I love Chris because Chris is one of the ten best ever, no doubt. And I don't like that Chris goes out of his way to start things between both companies, but they don't say he's not. And I don't like that Chris tries to troll all the time, but I can't, I have to give him credit for this one fact. He said he was going to come in that company and build up lesser-known stars, and with the exception of the few with Moxley, what has he done? Yeah. Not for nothing, like, not for nothing. I mean, you and I both fuck with Sammy Guevara anyway, but, like, Jericho went out of his way to make Sammy the star of Inner Circle. Easily. Not just Sammy, but Scorpio Sky got his only push, singles push, real singles, real singles push with him. Jungle Boy took him to the limit and had a whole, what, like, month-long arc with him. You know what I'm saying? Orange Cassidy's had, this is going on almost two months now. Like, mm-hmm. he is going out of his way to put these young dudes over, and I love it. And that's that, but that's his MO. He's always been that guy. Speaking of Orange Cassidy, and speaking of Orange Cassidy, that made me think of the best friends. Man, I love Proud and Powerful. I do. But, like, they didn't have to do Trent's mom's car like that, dog. So they messed up her car? I heard something about the car. Yeah, they fucked up his mom's car. Oh. They That's have cool. To do, they have to do Trent's mom like that. Because it all out, she's going to ride in the new whip and drop Trent and Gri- Oh, Gri- yeah. The, the drip. The drip. The drip from Trent's mom. Greggy, have or, a good day. No, 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 no. Or in a shocking surprise twist, because they fucked up Trent's mom's car, they come with Chuck E. T.'s mom's car. Now, that would be hilarious. Yes. For ass all the way from Kentucky. Yes. <laughs> drop them off. The drip. Can, can, can I can I give some love for Proud and Powerful finally getting a match? Oh, absolutely. Like, no, I'm here for that. I'm here for that all day. Um... So let's put a ball on this women's division thing because we I do there is some WWE I want to talk about, um, and the, knowing you, you it might this might be more trashing. <laughs> um, you never know. I had a conversation with my good friend uh, Sir Sam from Wrestling Headlines. No longer, uh, don't call me LOP. And he is a big from the a- artist formerly known as a LOP. Yes, yes. Um, just the symbol now. It's just a symbol. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he's a huge AW guy, and we went at it and had a good debate. But I finally asked him for you: When will be enough? When will enough be enough? Like, what will be the moment where you've said they've had enough time? You're still not doing it with the women's division. It's time for me to say something. And he said, by all out, if they don't have two women's matches that are fully formed on that card, I'll speak up. And I said that is absolutely fair. That's fair, but the clock is ticking. But that's but you know how simple it is. You got the title match, and you got Britt and and Swole. If you don't do Britt is and Swole, Britt gonna, is Britt going to be swift? I was going to say, is Britt going to be cleared by then? Well, she's not. You got the title match and the deadly draw finals. Like it's so it's right there for you. And luckily for, for what how they'll probably do it, one of those will be on the pre-show. Like that's just the way it works. Yeah, like, and it'll just piss us off. Yep. By the way, we'll buy all, all out because we do what now? We support the products we talk about. Speaking of support, Shane McMahon 
dipped into his uh his pension fund or his 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 cocaine his, money. Well, that's no, that's another fund. That's never. <laughs> yeah, because he still definitely had the coke sweats. Cocaine Shane is still a thing, y'all. Oh, it's just not going away. But he he brought Raw to the underground. You like you like my man voice? Brought Raw to his dealer so that he could do more cocaine. <laughs> so we got this. We got all these not only alerts from WWE because it got out, but um. You know all of the the reports and whatnot. Sadden was first on on the scene with it. That Shaman Man was coming and doing a brawl for all type event, and it turned out to be Raw Underground where they were in the back. I can't believe I can't believe. First of all, before we even get into it, I can't believe they even evoked the name Brawl for All because we all know how much of a disaster the Brawl for All tournament was. That- Doubling down on that thought, Kyle, in just this calendar year, they did the dark side of the ring about the Brawl for All. So you do not want to revisit those memories. No, no. like I but, can't believe they brought it up. <laughs> but if you if you watch if you watch GCW, this is very similar to their blood sport shows. And apparently when Shikar was gonna come to uh the network before all of their uh, sexual predator investors and leaders had to got, go on, go back you before know. he had to take the trash out thank you uh, they had built this show for or this aspect for the network called The Crucible which was essentially the same type of show nonetheless it's a ring no ropes just the post all black all the performers around who seemingly are not just fans but are going to get in and fight too Slapping on the ring, cheering them on. Babatunde finally got his time in the sun. Now he's Dapakato and destroyed a guy. Um, Eric, who's a legit fighter from the uh, Raymond Rowe, yeah, from the yeah, Viking uh, Raiders. Yeah. He destroyed a guy. Ziggler, who is for all of his douchebagginess, he's an NCAA like all American collegiate wrestler. He's a he's a he's a Kent State Hall of Famer. Like he's in yeah, their Hall like, of Fame. He is a legit amateur wrestler. Yeah. So like it was a thing, and then the her business, Lashley Sheldon and MVP came in and destroyed everybody. All three of those guys again, background MMA. So you know, like, you know what bothers me about people shitting on it? Like, and I didn't see it, so like I don't know how great it was or not but what bothers me about people shitting on it is like you said it's essentially blood sport and if you're shitting on it you're only shitting on it because you know they can't get as hardcore as blood sport and you're holding that against them i i I think it's even simpler than that you're shitting on it because WWE is doing it well no like that's what it really like that's the real crux of it but like just to poke a hole in the flaw of the argument like Really, the only reason you would cheer for Bloodsport but not cheer for this is because that you know Bloodsport can be more hardcore. Sure, sure, uh, which is a good point. Um, one of the criticisms has inevitably been, um, well, but a legit criticism. We'll talk about some of the hokey criticism that it's hokey or stupid, it doesn't make sense. Oh, I mean, it's an obvious rating. No, no, the, the, the legitimate criticism is that it's an obvious ratings grab. Sure, this is very That's true. That's the real legitimate criticism of that kind of argument. Is like this is just a really obvious ratings grab because ratings have been declining and they're throwing 
shit on it. They're throwing spaghetti against the wall and trying to see which pieces stick. Well, there's one more. To me, the other criticism is that the people who could do this to the best of their abilities, aka the shooters and the real MMA guys, aren't. All, there's none of them are on Raw. Well, I mean, Lashley and MVP, sure. But other than that... Yes, other than Lashley and MVP, none of them are on Raw. Thatcher, Gulak, like all these guys are on all these other shows. So it's like, you're going to have them come over and get in the underground? Yeah, like, put put Gulak and Bry in the underground, please. Yes, more of that. Put Thatcher and Riddle in the underground. Well, maybe not Riddle because he's a, he's a sexual predator, but, you know, put Thatcher and Kyle O'Reilly in the underground. Like, yeah, it's the era boy, except for Adam, because he's he's a wrestler. Those no, other guys Adam's are a legit wrestler, but like the other three can all shoot fight. Yes, I would love to see it. Um, Only can go in there and, and brawl his ass. Like it, you want to see inter, you want to see intergender that I'm here for. Give me, um, give me Marina and Roddy in a shoot fight against uh, Roe and the recently retired Sarah Logan. Oh, so we so we doing mixed tags now in the underground? Oh, I'm, that's what I'm saying. You you well, want like that's the intergender I'm here for. Well, apparently the only women allowed in the underground are the are the fake strippers, and let it be known, the fake strippers in the underground got more time than they girls did on Dynamite. Just want to let it be known. You know it's crazy. You know it's crazy. In the aforementioned four-way shoot fight that I just mentioned, Marina Shafir could kill all of them. Oh yeah, it's not even close. <laughs> and Sarah Logan's not I mean, a we're, terrible we're, fighter. We're is the sad thing. Sarah Logan's not a terrible fighter. No, but Marina we're, we're, is next level. The soldier from the soldier from Moldova, like no. Yeah, no. no Marina, <laughs> Marina wouldn't even break a sweat. Just everybody's dead. Yep. Neck crank, rear naked, arm bar, that's, yeah, it's over. Which might not be a bad idea to call up Jessamine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to, like, renew, you want to, like, remind people that Shayna's a legit badass? Put her ass in the underground. By the way, they might be going face turn with Shayna? Because she went after Sasha? Now, granted, Shannon wants the title, so it could just be proxy. But that would be interesting, right? I mean, the match will be good. That's what I care about. Well, the Shannon the Sasha Sasha match last week was pretty good, but that you could tell they were like holding tip- back for something better. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and Shannon can't be the big bully when you got Nia on the same brand. By the way, who essentially just wants to beat up poor Pat Buck. Like, he almost lost his job, like, two months ago. Like, can you be nice? I mean, you know, if Nia's going after him, he better worry about getting hurt. <laughs> Why do you think he got the fuck out the ring? Like, I know not, like, I know Nyla's slogan is, I break bitches, but, like, Nia Jax actually breaks bitches. Well, Nia, Nyla in kayfabe. Does yeah, yeah. Naya Naya in really breaks them. <laughs> and herself. And herself. Can can we classify that as a lesser tier dream match, Naya versus Nyla? Like would you would you want to see that? No, because like they both would legitimately hurt each other. I mean if if, like- if because like no disrespect to Nyla, like no disrespect to Nyla, but like her greenness shows in terms of like 
she's still not smooth. She's getting a lot better, but she's still not smooth. If I if I gotta watch Ishii and Suzuki for Are a year you and a half, complaining about Ishii and Suzuki, sir. Like, no, like, do you really is, want that? Like, do you really want that to get back over to Japan? No, because I'll die. <laughs> I'll die instantly. <laughs> Suzuki will just flex his muscles, and I'll just start choking. Like, no, I don't want that. What I'm <laughs> with saying the man is, with the thickest neck in the world, never choke I'm, him out. Well, I mean, Ishii don't have a neck. So. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is, they practically kill each other every fight. I'm not even going to disrespect them by calling it matches. They they almost kill each other every fight. <laughs> Shibata and his and and Sakuruba and those guys almost kill each other every fight. So I mean, hey, just just bring red shoes and let them kill each other. Why not? I mean, yeah, red shoes will let anybody kill anybody if he'll let evil win the title. I miss Tiger Hattori, bro, because he was the only one that had some sense, dog. Because Red Shoes just be letting them wild out, dog. Man, how long until Red Shoes does a nepotism story with the kid? Oh, as soon as he gets the call. As soon as he gets the call, he's not a young lad no more. It's over. It's over. And, and, bro, and by the way, shout out to Paul Talley from Badlands. When Shota finally comes back, Shota Aminu finally comes back from RevPro, Okada better look out, dog. You got your next three-time world champ right there. Naito gonna be fighting for the never open weight championship because he Man. get dropped. Man, poor Naito. <sighs> how do we get to? By the way, you know I had to look up the other day who the IWGP US title champ- champion is. Mosley's still the champ. I forgot. Wait, what? Wait, what? Mosley still got that title. Yes, and the best part is Tony won't let him defend it in U.S. So what's the point? Okay, okay, okay. I know one of them is listening to this show right now. I need one of Josh or Jeremy to tell us what the fuck is going to happen to this belt. This there is shout out to keeping it strong style. We're way overdue to have him on, so we'll have him on sometime in the next month or so. And get some understanding, because I need to know what is going on. Yeah, but either way, I know one or both of them are going to listen to this show at some point, and I need to know what the fuck is going to happen to this United States title. Why does it still exist? Bro, David Finley tweeted about tweeted about the he's in the uh, New Japan U.S. Cup, and his tweet his tweet was, um, "Hey, when I win it, I'll actually defend the belt in the United States." Ooh, big flex. I mean, it's the facts. Like, if it's televised, Moss can have nothing to do with it. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, okay. You know, just more proof of my belief on putting belts on John Moxley. <sighs> Look, we're not gonna dis- we're not gonna do that. Did you watch the Moxley at Darby Allen match? Was it good? Oh, I haven't seen uh, the back half of Dynamite yet. Darby Allen, Darby Allen got a ton of potential. And oh, like I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. It's just, I mean, you know, I had a lot going on that day. Sure, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a crazy day. Fair enough. Um, let's put a bow on the raw, on the raw underground thing. Do you, do you, one, do you think it's going to stay and stick? Two, 
where do you think it can go? Like, what do you think can come of it? Um, the answer to one is it depends on if it gets numbers because it's a ratings grab. So, guess that it got massive numbers. Raw's third hour beat Raw's first hour. Wow. Well, I mean, if it continues to get those kinds of numbers, then sure, it'll stick. As far as where it can go, that's hard. That's harder to say. Um, because I think it's a concept that is a lot easier to do in the quarantine time okay. Okay. than it would be to do if and when we're ever able to go back to shows in front of crowds again. Because, like, my thought there is, unless that's, like, a pre-taped portion that just airs on television, like, what, you gonna have this, like, live crowd just watching the Jumbotron for the last hour of the show? Like, Well, so, so... If they do it like they did the old Raw and Raw's War and War Zones, where they were two separate shows, it's not going to work. I think it works, whereas like you have a scheduled match, but the scheduled match is a Raw Underground fight, and you pitch to it, and you do that segment, and then you come back to it. Like I think that works. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but again, I'm I'm more just thinking of how do we set that up. Set wise, like, are, does does it happen where like during the break they just take the ri- like they take the ropes down and blah blah blah, and we do it in the main ring or? Oh no, they got their it's it's in the back, it's in its own area. It's it like got a whole different feel. Got okay, a whole different... okay, okay. So what you're saying is like it's not the entire last hour of the show. It's just like oh, the second match up tonight is an underground match. Mm-hmm. And such and such a match to tonight is yeah. an underground match. Yeah, they just pitch to it whenever they do to it. They do they do it. Chains talking on commentary, talking ridiculous cocaine infused words, and then the fight's over, and then the ref pulls the guy off. Such such such. Yeah, man, everything's going down in the underground. That's you. That's wrong. Like he's doing so much fucking cocaine, dude. Like, hey, he has so much fucking money. That I mean, that is true. That is true. And like, y'all, it's a coke addiction. Like, it just it is. Look at that man. He got the coke sweats. He got the coke sweats. Uh, you and heard it here first. And he's constantly rubbing his nose. You know, I never thought about that, but that's a good point. He does do that. Okay. He got the coke sweats, and he rubs his nose a lot. It's a coke. Final, final thought. The biggest news comes. Raw Underground got like the crux of the headlines because it was such a, in people's minds, either an aberration or a godsend. It was like there's no middle ground. It's like it was the worst thing ever or the best thing ever. But what got the biggest talk and conversations before the show was the talk of WWE's brand new stable that was coming that they got word of and they were causing quote-unquote, chaos around the performance center. And they look strikingly like Antifa, or what people think is Antifa. Yet, apparently the reports have assured that this is not a political uh, satire or or a political uh, um, 
gimmick, whatnot. But the one appearance that the five people had, because at the beginning of the night, the lights were flickering, mics were turning off, stuff like that. But the one appearance we saw of these of the stable was you saw five hooded people, a video of five hooded people in the parking lot throwing Molotov cocktails at a Transformer. Now, we have since been told that the name of the, sta- of the stable is all caps with me, everybody, like it's, night, like it's the year 2000. Retribution. Oh, Jesus. Eat fed time, baby. Um, so, question to you is, I know you didn't watch it, just from my descriptions, what are your thoughts? My instant thought as a jaded lifelong fan is this sounds really lame. Okay. Like and and the reason I say that is because this sounds like the kind of thing where they like do shit that they think is edgy just to like try to make this faction seem really cool and somehow they will inevitably either fuck up the reveal or after the reveal they'll fuck up along the way nexus style and i'm just like eh. so edgy like throw molotov cocktails at a transformer like what they th- like that's what that's what this company thinks is edgy um okay so everything in wrestling is waiting to see you got to give it time to to flesh out we don't even know who's in the damn stable. So I'm 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 excited at the fact that there is a new stable in just just in general because new stable means new people, new matchups, new ideas, new everything. So I'm down with that. Monday Night Raw had an air of unpredictability about it for the first time in months because of the random lights going out and the microphones going out. And it wasn't even shot normally like it would be in the same way, right? So, like, the first match of the card was MVP versus Apollo. The lights kept going out on both of them, and then, like, flickering. And then um, Apollo beats MVP, and then Apollo goes to the back and has an interview with Charlie talking about how he's happy. He won, and he won his fourth kid and all this stuff. And then they go back to ringside, and the her business is still at ringside, and MVP is yelling at Tom Phillips, grabs a mic, and the whole business ran raw, by the way, all Monday, and it was amazing. And then cuts a promo at ringside. They never do that. After a match, at the title match, no less, they don't really do that. So, like, the format was a little different, right? It just felt like a different show. Um, very like, Not a different show, but you know what I mean. It felt different than what they normally do. So that made it interesting for me as a, as a fan. Secondly, let me tell you some of the rumors, because I don't know for a fact who's a retribution, but I have an idea who's in it. Okay. Um, I'm curious to know, do you have any guesses, first and foremost? None of them main roster. I have none. There have been some main roster guesses, but I'm going straight NXT at this point, or straight not main roster. One of them, I think we can all agree or we can all come to a consensus on that's going to be in it is Dominic Dijakovic. We say that because he essentially got ridden off of NXT, 
right? Mm-hmm. He finished up his his he finished up his war, fight forever war with Keith Lee, and then Karrion Cross choked him choked him into oblivion. So that's mm-hmm. you you could, that's a write off, right? You can look at it as that. But also, if you look at his Twitter and his Instagram, he's been teasing coming to the main roster for months, and then he everything's black. And in the in the profile picture of one of the sites, it's uh, like the ashes or something like that. And the other one is we will rise or some bullshit like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. The other one that people are assuming or guessing is the only grown man I call daddy, Tommaso Ciampa. Y'all. Now again, Ciampa's been complaining audibly about the fact that he's healthy and is not being used. His last match, Karrion Cross beat his ass like a dog. Right? He's healthy. If there's anybody that knows about quote-unquote chaos, Tommaso Ciampa can tear up some shit. And WWE, and WWE very clearly looks at him as a top-esque guy because he led NXT in, when they had the Brand Warfare Survivor Series last year. He was NXT's leader. Mm-hmm. 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 So they trust him to stand. They had him standing in that same ring with Roman and with Seth, and Ciampa was getting cheers. So those are the two that I think are guaranteed. Before I go any further, does that interest you yet? I mean, I like both Dijakovic and uh, Champa, so like I'm, I'm intrigued. So, and again, I'm just going off of rumors and internet chatter. None of this I know for a fact. The rumors are that there are two women involved as well. So it's three guys, two women. You want to know my guess for the two women? Sure. Tegan Knox and Mia Yim. All right. Both. Absolutely. Tegan is Tegan is way overstayed her welcome in NXT. She's been there too long. She'd have been called up year, uh, years ago if she wouldn't have busted her knee like three times in a row. Right? And I'm sure Tegan as a character would love a chance to show a little more a little more range than just being the the the, the comeback kid who came back from all this nonsense and I smile a lot. Mia Yim's exact gimmick is bring the fucking ruckus. Right? That's that's who that's who she is as a person, that's who she is as a character. Mm-hmm. All right. So that leaves one more person. Okay. This is, this is just a shot in the dark. <laughs> you, what I love about this is you could care less. <laughs> Not that I care less. It's just that I'm just like. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's on Raw. I'm just indifferent. The leader of the stable, Dominic Guerrero. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) I don't know if he's going to be the leader of the stable, but I think it'd be dope if Damian Priest was the other guy. I I mean, I'm not against any of what you just said. I think that those five individuals together in some kind of a grouping sounds intriguing because I like all five of them. I just don't trust the company to do it. 
in a way that will stay engaging. So, so that's fair. But if I may, the last four s, the last four stables we've had of note. Five, I say five. The last five stables we've had of note. I'm not talking like for a couple of weeks, like of note, have been New Day, Shield, Undisputed Era, Los Ingranables de Zelina, and The Greater Good. And all five of them hit. You really don't have faith? No, I don't. Okay. I don't. Okay. If this is on SmackDown, would you have faith? Oh, hell no. SmackDown's been pretty shit lately. <laughs> well, blame Brian for that, because Brian doing the book. Brian writing the shows. That's I the reason why Graham Metalik is getting title matches on TV. Bro, bro, all I'm going to say, all I'm going to say is, like, we're recording the show, SmackDown's in about 45 minutes, and I haven't decided if I'm going to watch or not. Oh, my God. This not, you ain't, what else are you going to do? What else I'm going to do? That's a good question. Good question. I'll probably watch unless I get an offer to have sex. I would have sex over wrestling. I think most of us would, but like, is that a relative? You know what? Let's not have this conversation on the podcast. I mean, we're in quarantine, so it's not like everybody's <laughs> getting lots of booty. We don't need to talk about your wildly entertaining sex life on the. Um, My sex podcast. life is not that entertaining. That's what you think. But when I hear the stories, I'm massively entertained. <laughs> it is like talking about, y'all. It, it's like reading a good book. Like Fifty Shades, it's like Fifty Shades of Kyle. It's like the most entertaining stuff you could watch. <laughs> anyway, let's put let's put a bow on this, right? So we've really had quite the critical show. We've criticized Almost everything we talked about. You want to want to spend some positivity. You want to double down. Like I'm gonna give the last thought to you. Um, positivity. Positivity. Oh, uh, can I get can I spend some positivity? Yeah. Shout out to Nick Khan, formerly of the CAA um, Creative Arts Agency, who got hired as the WWE's chief. Revenue officer and president, who's basically taking over from Michelle Wilson and George Berrios. Not only, first and foremost, person of color on the board who runs the business. Yes, please. Number one. Number two, he's the guy that got WWE those television deals, so he knows what he's doing. So, like, signing him and signing, I don't remember her name, I'm sorry, but the, the former CEO of Etsy to be their chief financial officer. Vince trying to get his business in order. So, look, I think that's dope. I'm all for business. So, shout I'm out to the- end, I'll end on this fun note. Y'all, The Rock bought the XFL so we can still bring the jokes! <laughs> the, the name on the contract says Johnson. But it says Simone Johnson. Bum, 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 bum. Bring the jokes. Shout out to Danny Garcia, by the way. First woman to be a, an owner of a major, well, major, of a sports franchise. Shout out to Danny Garcia. 
there isn't please please listen to me and understand what I'm saying as undisputable truth. There is no Dwayne Rock Johnson in any form without Danny Garcia. She was his she was his wife when he started wrestling. They divorced and she's become his business manager and business partner since he's left wrestling. Every deal he does, she brokers. She's the president and CEO with her with her new husband of Seven Bucks Corporation. All of this is Danny Garcia. Give her her flowers. She killing it. She's one of the most powerful women in business. Mm-hmm. All the facts. All the facts. But um, anyway, y'all, you can find me on Twitter at Dr. S'mores. You can find the show on Twitter at Outsider Judge CS because we still can't get the fucking handle because that guy's an asshole. Hey, if you, Outsider's Edge, at Outsider's Edge, if you give me the Twitter handle, I'll buy you an AEW Heels subscription. And I'll say nice things about Dominic. And he'll acknowledge Alistair Black today. Who? I hate you. I don't know who that is. But you can find Rance on Twitter at? Brandy Rhodes. <laughs> at It's Ray Cash, Black Lives Matter. Uh, we are part of the Chairshot Media Network at Chairshot Media, Chairshot.com, where you always deactivate your Twitter account. Facts. Facts. And use your head to delete your search history. <laughs> Especially in a pandemic, because it is bad. Y'all, remember, always have a buddy who knows the password to delete the history. <laughs> You do not want your mom to see what's in your Google browser. <laughs> and, hey, and please understand, just because you do that incognito, they can still find it. They can find it. Um, but, y'all, we here at the Outsider's Edge are just some increasingly older gentlemen doing the best that we can trying to make it here in this world and survive this hideous Rona. And sometimes we're going to say some things that upset you, like, pointing out that AEW should be doing a better job with their women's division, and there's no excuse for them not to be. And sometimes we're going to say things that just make you laugh, like, The Rock owns the XFL. (laughs) (laughs) The Memphis Brahma Bulls. The Los Angeles Jabronis. (laughs) The Bring the Pain Championship. (laughs) Oh, my God. The Just Bring It League MVP Award. (laughs) <laughs> this is gonna be hilarious. The it doesn't matter what your name is, defensive player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> but no matter what, y'all, we're just out here chasing our dreams. And you gotta respect that. Cause if you don't, well, we sure don't give a fuck. That's the fucking Brandy Rose about AEW Heels. Fuck em. Thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all next time. Did we go a little hard? I mean, maybe, but you know, the If You Smell Award, right? (laughs) The SmackDown Hotel (laughs) highlight of the week. (laughs) All right, y'all. We appreciate it. Y'all be good. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.